to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everyone. This is Adrian Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Today, I wanted to check in with all of you and say hello and let you know that over the past week or so, I've been doing some deep thinking around relationships. Last night was my 25th wedding anniversary, which is incredible because I'm so young. (laughs) No. So I met my husband in college and uh, we got married in 1995 and Uh, We waited about five years before having children. So because we sort of, I guess you could say, grew up together, we have a very special relationship. Now, in these last 25 years of marriage, everything has not been sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. We've definitely had incredible periods, years, decades where... Uh, Everything has been really, really wonderful. And then there's been some trying times as well. And I think that that is any relationship goes through peaks and valleys. So last night, my husband and I went out to dinner. We live in a really adorable town in Long Island called Seacliff. And there's a new restaurant in town uh, called The Onion Tree. And it is a Thai restaurant. And we ended up actually sitting inside. Uh, We were the only people that were dining inside. So there was nobody around us. They do have outdoor dining, but the outdoor dining options were full. So we opted to eat inside. And it it was lovely. So at the end of dinner, you know, I said to my husband, like, wow, you know, 25 years, that's a long time. <laughs> but it also feels like not very long. And I said to him, you know, it's not like our lives are radically different than they were 25 years ago. You know, yes, things have changed. We don't live in the same places that we lived in. But for the most part, you know, things are, they're very similar in in many, many ways. And he said, you know, do you wish that things were radically different? You know, and the first thing that popped into my head was like, like what? Like living overseas or, you know, living in a different part of the country or or whatever. And I said, no, you know, I'm really, really happy and, and super content. And I feel just really safe and, and secure and really happy. Uh, And he said, you know, that he was very happy too. Thank God, right? But I also asked him, what do you think makes for a a great relationship? You know, what do you think makes for a relationship that has lasted for 25 years? And he said, 
love, of course, you know, you must love the person. He said, but even more than that is this aspect of being best friends. And it's something that my husband has always said to me from the beginning is that, you know, I'm his best friend. And I, I always thought that that was, you know, I didn't, I actually didn't know how to react to that because I never thought that a best friend would be my husband. I always thought that I would have a best friend and that my husband would be my husband. Um, And I had a best friend growing up since probably third grade, Stephanie. Shout out, Stephanie. But Stephanie had always been my best friend. And by that, I mean, we did everything together. We talked about everything. I think we're more like sisters even than best friends. And I still in a part of my mind, consider Stephanie to be my best friend. And she will always hold that place in my heart as my best friend. However, that said, my husband is truly my best friend. I see him every day. I don't see Stephanie every day. She lives in Florida now, you know, which is awesome, but I don't get to see her on a daily basis. I don't talk to her every day like I used to. I mean, lives are different, right? So my life when she was my best friend is radically different than my life today. So my husband is my best friend. I can literally talk to him about anything at all. And he really does know me better than anybody, even than Stephanie. Although Stephanie knows me from you know, when I was like a little kid. So she, she has a different uh, knowing of me and a deep knowing of me that my husband will never have um, because he didn't know me when I was in third grade, his loss. So what I'm talking about here is, you know, what makes for a great relationship, right? And so this aspect of being a best friend. And so I agreed with him. I said, yeah, you know, absolutely love. And and I also said that I think that love is also something that needs to be an element of friendship, actually, because if you love your friends, which I do, and all my friends out there know that I love them, but I think that love needs to be an aspect of friendship because what love does is when you might get into a disagreement with somebody or, you know an argument. And I I really don't like to argue with my friends. It's few and far between that I have argued with friends and those that I have argued with over something fundamental. I'm just not friends with them because they couldn't get past it. And if they you know, wanted to be my friend again, I, I, I would absolutely say yes, because I feel like that's love. So love also has to be an element of uh, friendship, at least for me. So um, there's a lot of so ums here <laughs> because what I'm trying to do is to really think about the elements of what makes for a great relationship. And there are personal relationships and then there are business relationships. And what I'm talking about right now are personal relationships. One of the things as my husband was talking last night that I was thinking about was love, you know, and I, I said to him, I think that there is another element here that must be present in order to have a relationship that lasts 25 years or more. Like I mentioned, my friend Stephanie, I've been friends with her since third grade. I'm now almost 50. So do the math. Uh, You know, having a relationship with somebody for 
that long of a period of time must take commitment from both people. So that's the the third element. So there's there's love, which I think underlies everything. There's friendship and and best friendship when it comes to marriages, whether that's husband and wife, any type of uh, relationship between anybody, genders, non-binary, etc. I'm talking about a committed marriage type of relationship that goes on for a long, long time. And then there's the, I think, foundation of commitment. Because sometimes people can look at love as a feeling as opposed to an active verb, right? So commitment is that base that you always go back to. So if your feelings of love diminish or they're fleeting or they're not consistent, but you know that, you know, you love somebody, you just might in the moment not feel like you love them too much or or maybe you're so angry that it blinds you to your love and you can't access that. And being best friends with somebody, sometimes that can be situational. You know, if you are not physically present with that person, if you don't see that person, if you don't talk to that person. But commitment is the thing that underlies it all. So if love goes away, whether it's like I was saying to my husband for an hour, for a day, a week, a month, a year, if you have a level of commitment to the person and to the relationship, you're going to stick it through and you're not going to act on a feeling that might be fleeting. Now, I know that people fall out of love or or they grow apart or whatever the case may be. And there's plenty of, you know, abuse and all of that. And I am not suggesting to commit to somebody who does not respect you or that hurts you emotionally, physically, or any other way, um, if there is another way. What I'm saying is if you have mutual love, respect, and admiration, and friendship with somebody, those aren't just the factors for success. That doesn't mean that you'll make it in the long run, right? You also have to have that other variable or, or that other element, shall I say, of commitment. So what that translates to in the business world is having a base of commitment, whether that's a commitment to your business, if you're an entrepreneur, to your your job and your career, if you're working for somebody else, or if you're trying to build a network, it's commitment to the network. It's commitment to expanding your circle that you can rely on for business uh, and also just for mentorship and advice. You know, it's it's really, really difficult, and especially now during COVID, to make connections with people in the same way that you're able to make connections with people when you attend a conference, 
like the She Leads conference that I have produced every year since 2013. Uh, There's magic that happens when you get together in a group, especially a, a group that's primarily made up of women who are committed to their success, that they don't have time for, you know, bullshit, and that they are committed to making a success of themselves, whatever that means to them. The magic that happens in that room over the the day and a half, the, the VIP event that I always do, and then the conference, the all-day-long conference where we're learning from incredible experts and we're connecting with one another over you know, breakfast, delicious, healthy breakfasts and and lunches and uh, cocktail hours and entertainment and things that just stimulate all the different senses. It's, it's quote unquote, easier to form and bond with people in that face-to-face way. We don't have that ability right now during COVID. We have to work harder, I would say, to make those real connections. Uh, when you have a screen that sits in between you and someone else and you are not physically in the same room together, you know, just the sort of natural human tendency to connect with somebody because they're they're next to you, it, it's gone. So that's why I'm saying that having this level of commitment to your network and to building relationships is is probably the the critical element the thing that you have to hold in your mind so that when things get hard that you can persevere and it's something commitment is something that i know a lot of people have trouble with for fear of missing out on something better. But I would say that having a level of commitment to yourself, to your relationships, to your business, to building your network is something that is going to deliver incredible dividends that you might not be able to see today. With commitment comes magic, really. Uh, and I, I say that because I, I know it and I've lived it and I have plenty of examples where I've committed some, to something and even though it's been very hard and sometimes not satisfying at all, the, the payoff on the other end of it is magical And I have seen other people that haven't necessarily committed to something that when things start to get hard, they fall apart and they run away or go off in another direction or try something new. And so they're constantly chasing something that they're never going to be able to achieve because they are not looking at this element of commitment as the uh, factor that will allow them to get to what their goal, objective, or dream is. 
I hope that makes sense to you. And I also want to caution that committing to something that is harmful or that really is not feeding your soul is not something that I am suggesting. I'm suggesting that you commit to something where you can see that even if it's a a little glimmer, that there's something greater on the other side and that with commitment, you will be able to achieve. That's what I'm suggesting that you lean on commitment for in order to get past some of these uncomfortable feelings, uncomfortable situations, sometimes feeling like you're not going to be successful or you're not going to have that dream, you know, relationship. And and I really don't know anybody that has a dreamy, perfect, always wonderful relationship. I think that probably the beauty and the magic of relationships is the not seeing things in the same way that the challenge, the getting through the the different perspectives or, you know, the anger or the disappointment. I think on the other side of those things, if you tease them apart and look at them and see where they're coming from and being open enough to hear things that might be super uncomfortable, the beauty and the magic lies on the other side. But you have to be willing to step through the mud and 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 feel like you can't take another step and kind of going deep and and saying to yourself well I'm committed to this and I'm going to see this through you know whatever that means sometimes on the other end it, it means that you know the relationship dissolves or that you do move in other directions or that you do quit your job start a business shut down your business do something else go back to corporate you know whatever that may be but having the commitment to see something through to its natural uh next step is something that i believe that people need to uh to take a look at and to really understand, you know, what this word commitment actually means, because it's it's so much more than a word. It's actually even more than a feeling. It's almost a dedication and a uh, point of view, a value, a moral, right, to commitment. So people that I see in this world that are successful are dedicated to building relationships. Relationships are the oil or or the, yeah, I guess, well, that's probably not environmentally conscious. So I'm going to try and think of a different analogy, but the dedication and the commitment to building relationships is the thing that makes other things happen. So relationships are where money comes from, right? Where, where you can generate revenue, profits, strategic partnerships. Having relationships with people that you're doing business with and having a mutual respect and understanding and 
having an ability to express your you know, frustrations, or some may say that frustration is a mask for anger. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But being able to express dissatisfaction, or anger, or disappointment, and saying that even even though these particular things may be in front of us, I'm still dedicated and committed to the relationship. And because of that, my mind is very open to find a solution rather than get to a place of, you know, argument or dissolving a relationship or, or dissolving some type of a business commitment or a personal commitment. Actually, I'm, I'm using that term without even thinking when I just said a, a commitment. And I guess what I meant was an agreement. And I think that an agreement is, does not have that same power behind it as a commitment. So what I'm talking about here is if you are committed to the relationship, that you can transcend some of these agreements that are you know put into place that are absolutely required from a legal perspective and everybody should you know protect themselves and their assets and their business and their intellectual property and their trademarks because these are uh, things that are that are valuable but relationships are probably even more valuable than these things at least in my mind and that is how i have operated from the the beginning you know, from stepping into the corporate world for the first time, one of the, you know, brightest moments was me working right out of college at a company called Value Line. And it was a mind numbing job that I had. I and I don't even know how many people, uh, 10 will say that might not be right, but me alongside nine other people, we were data entry professionals. <laughs> and we would type in just the different prices for the different stocks. Uh, and Value Line was a compilation, a, a printed book at the time of all of the different stock prices over time. And we were responsible for you know, making any errors, entering uh, information on, I believe, bid and uh, sell prices and all of the other uh, strike prices, I'm sorry, um, all of the other elements that go into the stock prices, the highs, the lows on the certain days, etc. And at the time, we all sat at these very long tables with these humongous computers in front of us, and we were typing away every day. And you know, I thought, oh, my God, this is just awful. But it ended up being so beautiful because we worked in New York City at the time. And when it was lunchtime, that was time for us to get to know one another and build relationships. And what what we did is we had a mix of people that were that worked there, people that were, you know, 
old, <laughs> probably one of the oldest people was probably 50 something years old. And I think I considered him old when I was 20 something. But, you know, from people in their 50s all the way to somebody like me who was in my 20s. And we used to go out to these really interesting restaurants all around New York City. It was the first time that I ever tried sushi. I didn't know, you know, what to order, how to hold the chopsticks. And so because of this commitment to forming relationships with people and doing fun things together. And and for me, learning some new things, I built a bond with these people that has served me to this day. And, you know, you might ask like, okay, Adrian, how does going out to lunch, you know, help you? And what it helped me with is it helped me to be in company with people that I do not know and to be able to have conversations about practically anything. Uh, You know, there are a few things that I am not interested in. And so even if I don't have a comment on things, I can certainly ask questions to gain a deeper understanding or to you know, just to understand why somebody loves something so much or hates something so much. I can learn so much from somebody else or just, you know, have fun and and laugh about certain things. Um, I, 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 you know, I learned how to properly eat sushi and why that was important to the Japanese culture, how you, how you, you know, the California rolls into the soy sauce and and why you do things in the certain order and how you order and what it means to respect a, a culture and a way of doing things and to be able to modify your behavior and not stick to your guns because this is who you are. I think that that early experience really shaped me. Uh, you know, when anybody asks me to lunch or to, you know, go into a group setting, I really have a deep sense of confidence that I can hold my own, you know, and I think there are few groups that I would feel very uncomfortable with. The the groups that I would feel uncomfortable with are uh, hate groups, obviously, or groups where they just are not open to any type of outsider, if you will. I would not feel comfortable, you know, going into any type of a group that had anything to do with diminishing anybody's humanity. Aside from that, (laughs) I feel very comfortable going into, you know, small group, large group conference and, and speaking and speaking my mind. And yeah, I might be nervous, but I also know that through my confidence and my ability to put myself out there that there's always someone watching. There's always somebody who will come over to me and give me a word of encouragement or say that they wish that they could speak up like that or whatever it is. And then a relationship starts, you know, with somebody that is probably important. They're drawn to you, you're drawn to them, and you put your focus on one thing versus trying to be everything to everybody. 
And again, I think that that's another element of a relationship. So for me, even when I was growing up, I had a a group of friends, but it was a, a relatively small group of terrific friends, right? The, as they say, ride or die crew, you know, handful of people. Now, I also was very friendly and could have a good time with a lot of other people. So I had a much wider circle of people that I really liked and enjoyed and would, you know, do things with and be very comfortable with, but not in the same deep way as my my inner circle, if you will. So there's also varying levels of relationship and this best friend, you know, partner, husband relationship is very important to me. I don't need to have multiple best friends or multiple husbands. Please no. Um, So there's this sense of, you know, focus and intensity and commitment to something that is really special and magical versus the million two million, five million really loose relationships with people that you really don't even have a relationship with because how can you, right? To sum up, commitment is the baseline for really great relationships and love is an element that I believe must be present in friendships and also in partnerships, personal partnerships. I think that this might be controversial, but I also do think that there is an element of love in business relationships. And that could be from the perspective of loving your business so much that you want to your goal is to develop deep relationships for people because you care so deeply about your business and your your clients, your customers, your vendors, your partners. Uh, I think that there there is an element of love there, at least from my perspective. I cannot comment on anybody else, male, female, or gender neutral, non-binary, etc. But one of the things that I feel like I bring to the table when it comes to business is that I, I bring my heart and I bring my whole self to everything that I do. And it has served me well in some situations. And it's also worked against me in others. And I have made a definitive decision that I will continue to show up heart first because I have a level of commitment to myself that I will always be myself and honor and respect myself. And this is a part of me. And I can, you know, turn that up when I know that things are safe and there's a reciprocal feeling on the other end, or I can sort of, you know, pull it back a a little bit or a lot, depending on the situation, but it will always be there. So again, to some, the theme is 
relationships, but the underlying base is commitment. So I'd like to ask you, what are you committed to? What type of relationships have you formed? And are they formed on the basis of commitment or are they based on what you can get from the other person, from the company, etc.? How are you approaching things? I really want to hear from you because I believe that that you can benefit if you act in a transactional way. And I'm interested to see if there's satisfaction in that. And the satisfaction might come from all of the riches that you have amassed uh, because of your approach. And I'm really interested in, in learning about that. I'm also really interested in hearing from you if you approach things in the manner that I do, which is heart first and a level of commitment to yourself and to building relationships with other people. So send me an email at adrian at sheleadsmedia.com and let me know what your thoughts are on relationships, on commitment in both a personal and a professional way. And if you loved or liked a lot (laughs) this episode, it would be so wonderful and I would be incredibly grateful if you went to iTunes and provided this sugar-coated podcast with a five-star rating and that you wrote a review. It does not take very long to do these things. If you don't know how to do it, because sometimes it can get confusing, you can Google it. And I would appreciate it so deeply. What we are attempting to do here on the She Leads podcast network, uh, which I have created is we are seeking to amplify women's voices, thoughts, and opinions so that our message can be out in the world in a much uh, bigger and more influential manner. So if you are thinking of starting a podcast or if you have a podcast and you'd like to join the She Leads Podcast Network, get in touch with me and let's talk. Again, my email is adrian, spelled A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at sheleadsmedia.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I truly mean it that I would love to hear from you. So don't be shy about sending me an email. And please help me to help other women to get their voices, thoughts, and opinions out into the world. And do me a favor and listen in to some of the other podcasts that are on the She Leads Podcast Network. You can go to sheleadspodcasts.com and find the other shows that are there. Listen in. There is incredible information, inspirational stories, and just so much incredible, brilliant content for you to listen to, for you to learn from, and for you to to give your opinion about as well. Um, If you want to talk to any of those hosts, please let me know as well. I am thrilled that they are part of the She Leads Podcast Network. And in the coming weeks, you're going to be seeing even more shows appear on the network and hopefully give you even more incredible content to listen to. So thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Take care.
is the She Leads Podcast Network.